He's a great, great man, Scotty Burns. And I've got to be careful here because I'm not happy with him, but he, he's, not a, he's not a good one to have off your side. <laughs> That's because right. He's, he's important, but Burns is going to join us. He was over in WA with us and had one of the all-time fishing trips with plenty going on. Burnsy, have I got you there? How are you, mate? Yeah, you got me, Nitty. How are you going? Hello, hello. Uh, the first thing I want to get down to is I said to Sammy, Burnsy had one of their great fishing trips. Uh, I did mention, I wasn't sure where the invitation got lost, whether it was in the <laughs> mail or via text or something. Clearly a breakdown, but um, do you want to just, just clear the air with that, please? No, no, I, uh, it did cross my mind, Nitty. It did cross my <laughs> mind, but I, I thought until I get invited to one of those tuna fishing trips, I might just, just hold off. <laughs> oh, very, uh, very good, very good. Hey, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you went out with and what you targeted? Because in all seriousness, it actually was a pretty incredible trip and there were some big Samson fish caught. Yeah, yeah, no, I went with uh, James Clements. I mean, Jimmy obviously played a fair bit of Collingwood together over there. He's a terrific player, Jimmy. He originally, uh, Played at Freo. We, we traded him in, in around 2000. He's a pretty important player in those grand final years. Won a couple of best and fairest too at Collingwood. So an absolute star. Um, and he's loved his fishing. So we, we've always been, been good mates. And as soon as we were going to Perth, I reckon it was, uh, the next day I was on the phone saying, this is me day off. Don't you do anything. We'll, uh, we'll try and get fishing together at some stage. So we had it planned a long way out. And it was a little bit rough. Um, he was keen to get a bit of King George and snapper fishing in, but, um, yeah. You know, obviously we, we do that here and he, it was a, it was a little bit too rough, he thought, to, to sit inside the bay. So he sort of shot around where it was a little bit protected around the back of a rot nest and actually it turned out to be a ripper of a day. The, mm. the wind dropped right out, which it wasn't supposed to. And yeah, he uh, had a few, uh, a few little Samson, um, sandbow fishing spots and we, he was sort of always been a little bit careful going out. He said it's a little bit late in the season. We, we might not get any. Um, but we got, we hit a couple early. Um, and it's just completely different fish. I've never fished like that where you, you obviously hit the bottom and you, you're jigging up pretty quickly and mm. um, lost one early and he lost a couple and uh, he goes, you just got to turn the heads, rip them up as hard as you can. So the next one, I, I went pretty hard on it completely busted the rod. Bernsey, Bernsey. You've beaten me to it because uh, you knew this was the crux of the interview. And I know you can fish. You've caught some great fish and we're going to talk about that soon. But So what happened? Are you putting the blame on the rod or the operator? Well, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of debate going on between the two of us at the moment. There's, uh, the rod actually snapped off right down where I was holding it, right mm. down low. And usually they, they, they snap a little bit higher. So he was a little bit perplexed. And I reckon, I said, I reckon you give me the dodgy one and you'll just have a bit of a <laughs> chuckle and a laugh to yourself. So I, I actually got a, I got a little bit shy after that. I, I didn't really want to hit it too hard because I don't know what they were. They were probably, probably the couple we, we got up were around that 40 kilo mark. Yeah, good um, fish. And, and a couple we lost uh, were definitely bigger. Um, so I lost that one. So I was a little bit careful with his, uh, with his other rod. Um, and uh, I lost, I lost one. I thought I had him. Oh, I thought I had him off the off the bottom. I, I had him. I reckon uh, fifteen twenty meters up off the bottom, and I lost it and brought the lure up. And just as I got the lure to the top, a bronzy, I reckon a two and a half, three meter bronzy, just went shooting underneath the boat. And uh, we both saw it. And he just said, "Look, when they're around, this this is we struggle here now with them." So we took off and we uh, we actually trolled a little bit for some Spanish mackerel. Didn't oh, get yeah. any, but we can't. We actually come back to the spot and. Uh, I reckon I was up and about, Nettie. I reckon I was going well, and two of them just completely, uh, completely the trace, completely shredded. Um, about 150 pound line he had on as the trace, and um, yeah, the sharks were still were still there a little bit. So it was disappointing. So I lost 
four or five of his good uh, little jigs and, and snapped, his, <laughs> <laughs> snapped his main rod, but, but he got a couple up. So it was good fun. Different fishing that you, obviously you don't get here. Um, oh, mate. Sounds so sensational. But what about the good bloke factor? What did you go and do after? You went to Kmart. These were about $400 rods that you lost, and you went and got him a little $15 yeah, one and gave it back yeah, to him, yeah. didn't you? And I, I, I knew, I, obviously, I knew he was in Swanbourne. I, we'd been there a fair bit when, when I uh, when I coached the West Coast Eagles to be found at his house, but I couldn't remember his address. So I, gave him the, I asked for the uh, asked him to text me the address. He knew what I was up to straight away. <laughs> and, uh, but I got straight on to the, uh, the old Collingwood lady at the club that's got all the past players' addresses. Yeah, and I went and shot and got him to ride in a few gigs and left him there. But that was good too. So I caught up with, with his kids and his wife and that. So we had a chat there for about half an hour. So we don't get to see too many people, especially the first people that you play with because it's just so far away. You don't get over there too often. Absolutely. It was cool. But a little bit closer to home is a place that has your heart too. And I won't talk about it too much because it's a it's a really well-kept secret and you want it kept that way too. But Corny Point, obviously you spend a lot of time over there. You get whiting and crayfish too. Um, tell us about tell us about it over there, mate. Yeah, it was just one of those, those little places. I can remember going to Port Hughes with the family as a really young fella and I reckon we must have been around that nine to, well, I must have been around that nine to eleven year age bracket when we, when mum and dad bought a little shack over there at um, Corny Point, and we've had it ever since. So, even when I was playing at Collingwood, I'd come back every Christmas, make sure I went back there and spent the week and a half, two weeks to completely get away from from Melbourne and football. Um, so it's a great spot. You haven't got you, you can only launch the the boats by tractor too, which makes it a little bit harder to access. And the beauty about Corny Point, the front beach, you got the um, got the golf the flat beaches where you've got the mm. whiting, the tommies, the gars, the squid, and just uh, three or four k's around the corner is a little place called Berry Bay where the lighthouse is, and just off there, you, you obviously get the, the snapper and the craze, um, so it's always been a, a great fishing spot, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's frustrating when you know the snapper around and you haven't been able to catch them for the last three or four years, but uh, look, it's, there's still plenty of fish to catch and still uh, um, plenty of fun to be had, and I, I was just telling the boys as I as I left the club this Arvo, I don't know if this, is bad, if this is bad parenting or not, but the little <laughs> fella had his he had his semi final last week, and there was a part of me that was going, geez, if he you know if he loses his semi, it's I'll be not, able to it's see not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is my last weekend off, and you wouldn't believe it, would you? Thirty degrees with hardly any wind, so it's. it's uh, I hope it's you're not like that with us. You're happy to just wrap it up, wrap it up before September. That's right. Why just say you're a bit more fishing time, Bertie? No, uh, that's not true. Not, not with you. Bert. Not with you. He's had a good. He's had a. He's had a lot of cricket. Oh. <laughs> Very good, Bernsey. Thank you so much for chatting that through, and thanks for joining us on the Five Double A Fishing Show, mate. No worries. Thanks, lads. Scotty Burns there, assistant coach. You know, I almost would like to have squeezed in the last question there about, because he would have done a plenty of fishing in Victoria yep. and plenty of fishing here in South Australia. And it sounds like he did a bit over in WA. Where is the best? Well, he's pretty much got the whole of Australia. He man. has. Well, you know where I think the best is? Up in Queensland. So he needs right. to go there and then he's got the full country organised.